times I said my name is Trell, it was always, Van Trell Taylor, would you please tell the class, blah, blah, blah. My ma's name is Shay, but really, it's Ma. <laughs> Sometimes even her friends call her Ma. When I dropped into my seat by the window, the morning sun was so blinding I could barely see. I heard Big Vinny up front calling out again, Morning Glory! his laughter breaking from him like a big wave rolling across a body of water. The bus jerked forward and a triple-decker outside the window on my left came between the slanted sun and me, meaning I could open my eyes. Just about everybody who usually takes Big Vinny's bus ride was on board. Ma was already talking to Marlon Williams' mother, catching up on their week, with Ma asking if Marlon's great-aunt was feeling any better after the bad fall she'd taken down her cellar stairs. Terrence Jones's grandmother was in the front seat, and today she had brought along Terrence's three younger siblings. I overheard them talking about Terrence's birthday being next Tuesday. He was turning 27. My daddy's birthday was coming up, too, next month in July. He'd be 35. The bus seated 20 passengers, and every seat was filled, with people like Ma and me, Marlon's mother, and Terrence's grandmother. We were like family because riding together these many months, years even, we'd all gotten to know one another pretty well, where everyone lived and who was who in their extended families, and certainly the reasons why we were Big Vinny's regulars. We were all taking the 90-minute ride south of Boston to visit fathers and brothers and uncles in our lives, or, more accurately, missing from our lives. Walpole was our destination. It's the nickname for the state's maximum security prison. It's where Marlon Williams is doing 12 for armed robbery, where Terrence Jones is doing 10 for drug dealing or possession with intent to distribute language I wish I didn't know. My daddy? Romero Taylor? Walpole is where he's in prison for murder, where he is sentenced for life, without the possibility for parole. Except for one thing. I know he didn't do it. Chapter 2. Visiting Hours even if Big Vinny's Vinnyisms are hard to take, one thing's for sure. I'm a lot more at home in his beat-up excuse for a bus than I am riding in the gleaming silver Mercedes-Benz minibus that my school owns. This year, I started going to the Weld School, a fancy Nancy private school I got myself into and now maybe wish I hadn't. Ma and everybody else were so proud of me for getting myself out of Boston public and setting my sights higher, for figuring out the Weld had a program for kids from Boston's poor neighborhoods, for getting an application together and submitting it by the school's deadline, and then, surprise, surprise, for actually getting accepted, so long as I repeated the seventh grade. It was my daddy who actually gave me the idea. I don't mean he knew about the Weld but he got bused to a public school in a Boston suburb when he was a kid, before he started getting into trouble, that is. I decided I wanted to try to do something like that, too, and I felt pretty good about getting myself accepted. Except, 
I'm not really feeling accepted. I'm lonely most of the time I'm there, and the bus ride is endless. It's summer break now, and I'm not sure I want to go back for eighth grade. This is one of the big things I need to figure out this summer, and soon. I actually wanted to quit after the first week. I hated the bus ride, for one thing. I had to get up in the dark to catch the minibus the school sent around Roxbury and Mattapan to scoop up day students from the city. It was like an hour ride, and at first I thought I might sleep along the way. I sure was wrong. The ride was so bumpy it made me think of Maddie Ross, the girl in my favorite book, True Grit. There are times where she's riding on horseback along the backcountry roads of Arkansas and Oklahoma, and it's just a whole lot of bumps, deep ruts, and constant starting and stopping.